What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 46 of The Locker Room. We've got an unreal guest today, Natan Levy, who is the newest member of the UFC, just putting guys in chokeholds and probably the cutest guy doing it, honestly, after talking to him. He is very adorable. We love him. Um, I honestly feel like shit, though, Cappy. I'm going to need you to to pick up the, the, the load here because I don't know how, how strong I'm going to be today. What's up? How are you doing? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, doing, I'm doing good. Yeah, it's the COVID season once again. Um, yeah, court's got a little bit of the COVID too. Hopefully you're feeling okay. Hopefully I know you tested a negative a couple of times, but hopefully, uh, you didn't catch it. Um, regardless, amazing interview. I'm so excited for you guys to hear this interview with Natan. Um, if you guys don't know who he is, like last said, UFC prodigy, he just earned his first contract. We'll talk about all that. Um, and then hopefully talk about, you know, when we're going to see him next in the UFC and hopefully a UFC card in Israel, um, which would be absolutely phenomenal. Um, and it's just cool to see a guy from Israel because you don't really see a lot of UFC mixed martial art guy, mixed martial arts guys coming out of Israel and, and having success in the States. Um, so that's extremely excited to see. But um, it's going to be a great one. Yeah, he would have made one good security guard at sleepaway camp. That's why all the Israelis <laughs> are there. They're the sleepaway camp security guards because nobody fucks with Israelis. Yeah, I know. I was I was like wondering like how he like got into fighting, like, you know, just being this nice. You know, we're not fighters. Yeah, we play hockey, tough sport or whatever, but we're not those kind of guys, you know, our moms would kill us if we, if we did anything that uh, exerted physical contact. My mom used to like grab my knee and I'd cry. (laughs) No, I don't know if I was that, that sensitive. I'm so no, but yeah, it was, it's, it's, it's really cool to see uh, a guy like that. And yeah, like you said, he's a very attractive young man Uh, (laughs) and he does have a wife for all you ladies out there. He does. So. But you guys will hear from Natan about that in the interview. It's Thanksgiving week. I know everyone's excited about that, even though obviously it's a little different this year. Um, for me, it's actually the first time I've been home for Thanksgiving since high school, but I don't know what's going to happen because I feel like dog ass. So. <laughs> Who, who's the um, – Every I know every Thanksgiving there's always the, – uh, like isn't there like two games on Thursday night? Yeah, there's, there's, there's like three to four games I think every year. I think this year it's, it's always the Cowboys at home. Yeah. Cowboys, Redskins, uh, I think Lions and Texans. And then the night game is the Ravens and the Steelers. And I'm actually, I'm saying this out loud, uh, put me on the record. I'm betting the Ravens money line. There's, <laughs> so tell uh, really our, boy, our boy Jack's going to love that one, huh? Settlement? Yeah, Settlement yeah. will love that unless I jinx it. But I've uh, actually, I, dude, Aaron Rodgers, I had a four-game parlay last week for 11.50 and the Packers were the last team in it. I had the Jets plus 10. Who like I never thought I'd I'd sweat the yeah. Packers, not the that, Jets. That was the one too. When you sent me that parlay, I was like, Jets plus 10, that's gonna be the one that's gonna fuck you, Johnny. Yeah. I was like, I, I was freaking out. I was so pissed. I wanted that money. That would have been nice. But uh, I hit last night the Rams plus four and Rams money line. So that was pretty sweet. Take that to the bank. Um, another shout out, college basketball starting starting tomorrow. Shout out to Rich Hollenberg. Shout out to our boy Jake Marsh over at Barstool. They got the new podcast. Uh, what is it, the bench mob? Yeah, Barstool uh, Bench strictly, Mob, which is a strictly college basketball podcast. Um, and they got two other good guys with it. Uh, I think Marty Mush and then um, who's the what's it? Rico Bosco. I don't know. Um, yeah. Also, yeah, shout yeah. out to Seth Davis and Seth Greenberg too, though. Yeah, of course, basketball guys that we had on. It's gonna be good to get some more stuff that we can bet on, huh? Come on now. Probably not. I'm probably not. Gonna, <laughs> I mean, maybe I'll actually maybe I'll ask Jake Marsh for like three teams just to like put futures in. Yeah, but I don't think I'll be betting on college basketball anytime soon. I like college basketball. And the thing I like about this year specifically is that in, in a lot of sports is that it's just all over the place. Like you don't know, like there's just like crazy shit that happens because of this whole COVID thing, like with all the injuries and everything like that, like you just don't know like who's going to win. There's going to be so many upsets in college basketball. I'm just saying that right now, like there's going to be so many this year. Yeah. Well, it starts tonight. So hopefully we'll see uh, some pretty good ones. That'd be, be cool. I heard we're going to get made madness this year. 
Set them up. Okay. That'd be pretty sweet. Definitely. Um, you want to get into the Loy Vey action or what? Yeah, you want to lead it off? Sure. Um, so mine, I tend to try to keep mine like funny or stupid, but I was just <laughs> uh, reading the <laughs> funny or stupid or about food. No, but today um, I was wanted to keep it a little Jewish, a little keep it in the theme. Um, so I was just I was in the news, just looking at some, you know, what recent news in the Jewish community, what's going on. And actually it brought me to your neck of the woods over in New York. And um, so I guess the last cut last week or so in Bronx, um, there's been a, a huge um a huge amount of protests in the Orthodox Jewish community um, over in the Bronx area because of the whole COVID shutting down everything. And um, there's another Jewish holiday coming up soon. And I guess the Jews are pissed. <laughs> um, so which is pretty, pretty easily. <laughs> yeah. Which is pretty crazy. So it, it's nice to see that um, the Jews are coming out and, and letting everybody know how pissed they are um, because they, they want their shit open for the holidays. But at the same time, I do understand that um, there's been a huge spike in COVID lately and, and shit might get shut down again. So um, I'm more of, um, everyone's going to get it at, at some point. That, that's kind of my mindset. Um, but definitely want everybody to stay healthy. Don't need, um, don't need any Jews getting, getting sick on us. Speaking of getting healthy before I tell you guys, my OIVA, I do want to plug our sponsor mindset wellness CBD. Uh, I personally am going to take three probably of the rest gummy snakes. I didn't get any sleep last night. So I'm going to sleep like a baby with those melatonin gummy puppies. But, uh, <laughs> I want to just say a quick word from them. They're a brand new full spectrum CBD company infused with terpenes and vitamins that can provide all natural anxiety relief. They have several different mindsets, including happy, calm, focus, health, beauty, and rest, which are meant to be taken together to customize your mindset. Go to mindsetwellnesscbd.com and use code LACA for 10% off of your order and free shipping. And then feel free to check them out on Instagram at mindsetwellnesscbd. They're also doing a Black Friday sale. I believe you can get 25% off if you, if you use our code LACA25. So go get your mindset wellness CBD. I love it. I know Cappy loves it. Uh, I don't know if Maxi has gotten his yet, but he will get his soon. Yes, he needs his happy ones. Um, yeah, happy ones. We. Um, <laughs> what was I going to say? Um, yeah, and you also get an extra five percent off if you prove that you are a Jew. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be funny if, if if they did. But I guess I got into my OVA, and it's actually it kind of has to do with Natan. But I, I want to give you a shout out real quick and talk about like another one. Like obviously, so our TikTok now is up and running. That's Cappy's little baby. Cappy's going to be our TikTok guy. We're going to try to, we're going to try to, we're going to try to build the brand. I'm going to be busy in Kansas city, but I got to, we got to get some of these little TikTokers to help me out with all the editing process. Cause I got some genius ideas to whip out for everybody. So if you know, if you know, TikTok, hit us up, you might be able yeah, to help Cappy here. So he doesn't have to dance shirtless for you guys. <laughs> well, on TikTok, that kid number seven, I don't, you've probably seen that, right? Like that no. football player. You haven't seen that? No. Oh my God, it's like high school football quarterback's been trending for the last like four days. It's nuts. Okay. You've seen this? Tell me. No. He was just like dancing in the locker room, like post win. And like, I guess every girl just like thinks this guy's so hot. Which... Is it the... Oh, wait, hold on, hold on. Is it the one that's like, what to the song that's like, can't make up your. Yeah, Justin Bieber. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I love that. that song. But yeah, this kid, like, dude, that could be like, it's crazy that, that that could be just like any athlete that just like randomly, because like, dude, we partied all the time, like after wins, like in the locker room. Like, yeah. I think our song was, uh, what was it? What was our song? Ours? I don't remember. Oh my god. Was oh we might have did like a finished song or something, didn't we? Like do like oi 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 that one. Yeah, that's what that was like our own song though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was our own. But it's just crazy how like any random kid can just like blow up on like this kid getting interviewed by people now. Like it's nuts. 
No, it's like the one video uh, that you've seen, like the hockey one, um, where it's like, oh, my girlfriend's uh, waiting. Like, oh, what's he doing in the locker room? It's like girlfriend waiting so long, and it's like, uh, don't you want something? <laughs> it's my favorite, one of my favorite videos. On She's partying in the showers. Yeah. yeah, that's good stuff. But then I wanted to bring up this one too because I was actually cracking up. I saw this on Natan's story uh, Monday night. It, it's like a Lion King meme. I don't know if you saw this. No. It's, it's like Timon and Pumbaa. And then it, like in the, the text, it says, Simba, my uncle killed my father and is trying to kill me now. And then Timon and Pumbaa reply, oh, wow, have you tried just not fucking worrying about it? <laughs> <laughs> it's like so funny. I like I was reading this for, for 10 minutes dying. And Natan re- reposted that? Yeah, Natan put it on a story. I was just like, dude, like, like when you think about it, the Lion King, like Simba literally comes to them like the biggest or the worst yeah. kind of problem ever to have. Your uncle kills your dad and he wants to kill yeah. you. And there's like a oh, Kuna Matata means no worries. Don't fucking care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So crazy. Oh, so I love it. Uh, that, that, that's great. Um, I love the the humor out of Natan too, you know, because he is a serious guy. But but before we send it over to the interview, I do want to talk about another amazing sponsor we have, which is Bagel Boss. Um, they're located in Long Island. Just another amazing bagel shop. Added to the thousands that are in New York, but this one really sticks out. They got the finest New York bagels, Bialis, bakery delicacies. They got everything you need. They're just such nice people all around. Walk in there. They'll make whatever sandwich you want. Customize it. I'm a big turkey, bacon, little Russian dressing, salad, salt and pepper on rye, toasted. Fuck me up all day long. Um, visit their website, bagelofthemonth.com. They'll ship anything you need. Please use our code LOCKA10 for 10% off. Besides that, Natan's a great, great interview. Go follow him. Go support the guy. We hope you enjoy the interview. Let's do it. This guy grew up in Herzliya, Israel, and was bar mitzvahed at the big synagogue. He's one of the best fighters in not only Israel, but the world currently. He just recently signed a nice UFC contract and is one of the most highly touted fighters coming out of the homeland. We couldn't be more thrilled to welcome to the Locker Room Podcast, Natan Levy. Natan, how we doing? I'm doing great. Thank you guys so much for having me. Of course. So first and foremost, big congrats on your success in the last fight. Huge deserved win, much deserved contract. Uh, I mean, that was just amazing. Um, have you had the opportunity to travel back to Israel? I mean, I can only imagine people in the streets now. You probably can't even walk down if you've been back there. <laughs> I haven't gone in a year and a half, actually, so I really miss home. I was going to go for a Pesach, but um, COVID hit. Of course. And uh, I got some nephews I haven't seen in a long time. I have one nephew I I never seen yet, so... I'm really uh, excited to go home soon, maybe uh, after this next fight. Yeah, I mean, that's good. Any, uh, you got any of your nephews or nieces training over there or what? Are they going to be fighters as well? <laughs> oh, you just reminded me. Um, <laughs> so for the, old, for the oldest one, my uh, sister-in-law just asked me for a recommendation for a, a karate school. And uh, I was like, yeah, no problem. But uh, I was just getting the call to fight on two days' notice. So I... Uh, I didn't get to it yet, but uh, I'm going to make sure he gets the right coach. <laughs> I saw you uh, specialize in jiu-jitsu, but in, in, in the Jew, the Jew language. Yeah, I do the Jew and jiu-jitsu. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I saw that on your Twitter bio. You got to get T-shirts and everything now uh, and everything like printed on the back. 
maybe a big yeah, tattoo. I have I have some t-shirts, but um, used to not be so profitable, so I kind of stopped. We'll get some. But uh, we'll yeah we'll do a we'll do a new launch. Yeah, we'll have yeah, to collab sure. with you. Well, yeah, a little Absolutely. locker room jujitsu mashup for sure. But uh, Natan, so back to that fight, just briefly, can you just tell us kind of just what it means to you? I mean, just to earn a contract. I mean, we'll talk about it later, just the amount of preparation you went through and everything like that. But just to make your family and, I mean, a whole nation as a whole just so proud. It's amazing. Like, um, you know, I fight I fight first and foremost for myself. Of course, I do it because I really love it. And I, I can't imagine myself doing anything else. But at the same time, I, I really, you know, I'm proud to be from Israel. And uh, when at first I was wearing the flag for fights, I wasn't thinking like... Uh, Oh, I represent Israel. Like, who am I to decide if I represent Israel or not? But uh, I was more like proud of where I'm from, and that's why I was wearing the flag. But uh, slowly it became like people recognizing me and and they saying I'm, I represent Israel. So I kind of took it upon myself, and you know I think we represent Israel in everything we do. You know, when whether you go in uh, on vacation, how you act, when you're speaking uh, Hebrew. Or when you're wearing a kippah or whatever it is, you're always representing the Jewish people in Israel. So try to represent well. Are the Israeli ladies Instagram and DMing you now, trying to get some action or what, now that you're a hot shot? Yeah. <laughs> no, I think uh, my wife's going to hunt them down if they try. Oh, you're married. I was going to ask you. I didn't know if you were married or not, but I wanted to uh, – well, I guess you can't answer now, but I wanted to ask what you thought of the American ladies because over here, you know, we love our Israeli women, so I was wondering if it was the same <laughs> for you guys. You know – Everybody. <laughs> Happily married. American Happily married. ladies, American <laughs> ladies, Israeli ladies, some beautiful everywhere. Exactly. 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 Yeah, we're, 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 we're both taken on this side as well. So just, uh, we, we, of course, yeah. we have to ask you. But Natan, going back to that fight, um, you accepted the fight on only five days notice, which is... Two days. Two days. Sorry, sorry. Two days yeah. notice, which is spectacular. It's really not heard of lately. I mean, lately you've seen more fighters doing it. You know, Shamayev, guys like this who want to. Um, you eventually dominated the fight. For accepting a fight on Tuesday, two days' notice, how do you prepare and get your mind ready for something like that? I mean, usually you spend months doing that. Yeah, you know, you can't really prepare because preparation mostly is uh, physical. And you want to get, uh, you know, you want to prepare for a certain opponent. Like for me, I always train three times a day. I'm never out of shape. I'm not like, oh, I'm, uh, you know, I'm going to go out and party. And uh, then when it's time for fight camp, I'll get in shape. No, I'm always training. I don't party. Uh, I don't do any of that shit. Um, <laughs> the only thing is, uh, you know, you got to work your muscle memory for this opponent. When you catch this strike, catch, I mean, like block, uh, where is he open? And you work that muscle memory uh, to react correctly in the fight. And you don't have that. But... Uh, the only thing you do have is the mental preparation. So for me, uh, I only watched this fight once because, again, I wasn't going to pick up on any habits that I can drill and train uh, in order to uh, take advantage of. For me, it was more like, okay, who is he? What is he about? All right, let's go. And, um, of course, you know, I was uh, a little bit nervous taking the fight on two days' notice, and every fight uh, you always get a little bit nervous. But uh, I think the more... And we got into the fight and stepping into the cage, I was, you know, fully confident that two days, one day, 10 months notice doesn't matter. I'm going to beat him. Yeah, no, that was that was remarkable. And and I, I watched an interview after the fight where I think your, your coaches or you said your one of your coaches said that 
it didn't matter this fight. You were going to let all the tools out. He, he, that, that, they, they left you. They gave you the go. You can let all the tools out. And then you pulled yeah. that arm triangle. Was that something that you wanted to do? Um, no, like I didn't really want to do anything in this fight because, again, I didn't uh, – I wasn't studying his tendencies. I was just uh, – it was kind of a blank page. It really was like usually if there's a fighter that's going to try and take you down, so you're going to watch with the body kicks because if you, you kick into the ribs, he can easily grab your leg and take you down. So you're going to kick mostly to his head or to his uh, calf to prevent from getting taken down. So there's all kinds of things you want to do and things you don't want to do against certain opponents. This opponent, it really was like on short notice. And my coaches were just like, just let the beast out. Don't worry about what you're going to do, what you're not going to do. Let everything out and see what sticks. I really felt free in this fight and, and I felt good. So that arm triangle you literally pulled on another <clears throat> professional fighter. I'm just asking you, you obviously are not in person with us, but how quick do you think you can knock the three of us out? Yeah, three of you, uh, 10 seconds. Well, not, not, three, oh, not, three, not three at one time. I, I meant individually, but you can knock all three of us out in 10 seconds, you think, at the same time? Maybe not at the same time. Like, see this you, muscle? Three of you. You see yeah. this? Well, the three wait, of you, you gotta, come at me. You got to um, account for I'm a pretty fast runner, so I mean, that's <laughs> uh, If you take turns, yeah, it would be easier. I think that you're not a you're not a partier, or else you probably knock people out of bars too. I imagine, right? <laughs> nah, no, I wouldn't. Someone pushes you the wrong way, you know, you never know. You put them to sleep right at the bar. Yeah, I'll triangle him on the bar. If it's just you versus one of us, and for every second that we last in the ring with you, we get a hundred thousand dollars. How rich do you think we'll get? At least four hundred thousand dollars rich. Okay, so four seconds. <laughs> yeah, there we go. I would do that. I would be take pretty that. rich. I'd take that bet. I'd be in a hospital, but yeah. But Natan, I want to know, like, from, from your perspective, obviously, like, what's the most painful thing about, like, being in the ring? Is it getting kicked in the shin, punched in the face, kicked in the stomach? Like, I mean, all that shit looks incredibly painful. I want to know, like, to you, what stands out the most as, like, the most painful? You know, a lot of times what's the most painful is, like, hitting the other person, like, kicking him in yeah. the head, <laughs> stuff like that. I'm sure it hurts more for them, but uh-huh. uh, I haven't really experienced uh too much pain in the ring so far like some things of course and uh one of the things that hurt me the most was breaking my hand on somebody's face damn and uh <laughs> yeah you said low it pretty casually kind of hurt yeah <laughs> uh low kicks kind of hurt you know getting elbowed kind of hurts but uh breaking bones no fun uh what's the recovery process like after a fight it really depends how the fight went you know obviously if you got knocked out you need uh, a couple months uh, to let your brain recover, so you're only slowly going to get back into training. And you're going to take maybe a month off of completely off training. Usually, even in my amateur career, I would jump in like the next Monday, like fight on Saturday, Monday back in the gym. My coaches don't like that. They like me to take at least one week off just to rest from not only the fight, but the hard training camp from before the fight and to let my body recover a little bit. So now I have a deal with my coaches when I fight to take one week off and then get back to training. And uh, that's what I did this time. I fought on uh, Tuesday and I got back to training on Monday yesterday, so six days, but uh, they gave me a pass. Natan, we're, uh, we're, Johnny and I are, are hockey guys. So, I mean, I'm a goalie. I'm extremely superstitious. Um, you don't really hear about fighters like superstitions too much for the games or before the fights. 
Um, I mean, I'm sure certain guys wrap their gloves specific ways. I guess, do you have any, I guess, a few that are like mandatory you got to do before each fight? I think superstitions is kind of uh, weak. Sorry. Yeah, I'm just throwing it right in his face. <laughs> you know, I don't like, uh, I, of course, you know, when you're getting ready for a fight, anything can kind of bug you and anything feels like it's hurting the fight. Like if, uh, you know, if uh, you forget something and you got to go and grab it again, you feel like you're wasting energy, you know? I feel like at the end of the day also, you got to be able to say like, no matter what happened, I don't care if I got in a car accident on my way to the to the fight or whatever it is that happens. It doesn't matter. I'm gonna go in there and take this motherfucker out. <laughs> Natan, have you and ever seen the show The Office? Yeah. So I'm I'm not superstitious. I'm just a little stitious. You know what Michael Michael Scott quote? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the only the only thing I do, sorry, the only thing I do is like uh, wrap my right hand first. And put my uh, right gloves on first, and it's just because that's what my coach told me to do. Because <laughs> the jab hand is the most important, like the jab is your most important tool. So you wrap it first, you put the glove on it first, and you're more like focused on it. Because to put your hand in the in the mode that you're gonna use that hand, you're gonna use your lead hand, you're gonna jab. Maybe it's kind of his superstition. I don't know. But I was gonna say sounds it just like a superstition. That's to what me. he told me. That's what he told me to do. So I'm doing it. Everything he tells me, I just do it. I don't care if it's a superstition or just a little bit of a stitching. <laughs> I love, that, I love that. I love that. That's awesome. Okay. <laughs> I didn't always realize watch The Office. That's cool to know. Yeah. But uh, I want to ask you just about, like, growing up, obviously, fighting in Israel. Was there a scene in Israel, like, a lot of fighters that come out of there? Or did you feel like you had to travel to the U.S. in order to, like, grow yourself in the sport? I actually never fought in Israel. Really? Wow. Uh, yeah. At the moment, like I was doing karate, I was teaching karate. And the moment I decided I wanted to be uh, an MMA fighter, I'm a very extreme person. I think I take things to the extreme. And uh, like when I was doing karate at 16 years old, I flew to Japan to train for, for a month. And at 18, I flew there for a hard training camp for three months, nonstop training. And that's where I got my black belt. And I wanted to train with the best and learn from the grandmaster uh, of that style in the world and same thing for me the moment I wanted to, new, to do MMA I knew that's it it means I'm flying to Vegas I'm going to train with the best fighters in the world I'm going to train with the best coaches in the world and uh, that's what I did but I think we got to talk to Dana and see how soon we get set up uh, the first UFC card in Israel because now we got an, a golden boy that we can just shove in there but um, who would you love to fight in that first in your first UFC bout um, is there anybody specific or you're just basically, I know your, your mindset sounds like you're just going to go in there and, and take care of whoever's in there. Yeah, that's right. You know, I'm not, um, for, first of all, I'm new in this division because I was fighting at the lower weight class and uh, I just, you know, I think the age and every cut got a little bit harder. So I took this fight on short notice and felt really good at it against an opponent that was way bigger and taller. So I think uh, I've found a home in this uh, division. For now, at least. So I'm not uh, really like that deep into the landscape of the fighters. I'm not sure who's who, but I'll fight anyone. Yeah, I was listening to um, one of your post interviews, and and it seems like you're uh, you're comfortable at the weight you were fighting previously, and you're comfortable at the weight you fought in your most recent fight. Um, you're just excited to get in there, which is which is phenomenal. So I got to ask you though, what is you're going to be your your walkout song for your first fight? Like, you got anything in mind? Come on now. 
Uh, usually I walk out with uh, Beastie Boys. Really? Okay. Which song? Yeah. They're from the tribe, Sabotage. <laughs> Great song. Love that. Love that. Is that is that more? Is that your favorite genre of music, or you like uh, everything? You like rap, hip hop, um, rock. I like rap, hip hop. I do like like classic uh, rock. You know, I'm not big like uh, music connoisseur, so I don't know how to call it. But I like all the oldies, all the good, all the you know, hard rock, old rock, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Tom, are you like branding your? I mean, I know you mentioned you had merch, but are you branding yourself away from the octagon? I know it's very popular for fighters to, you know, I see you're rocking a mohawk right now, but some crazy hairstyles, like, to just kind of show their personalities a little bit more to get more of a fan base. Do you plan on doing that a little bit more as you get more popular in the fighting scene? You want crazier than this? <laughs> I think I think you look pretty hot, man. I think the mohawk's a good look. Yeah. I want crazier. <laughs> yeah. uh, actually, you know, the mohawk, I've been doing it for, like, 10 years, I don't mm-hmm. know, since I was doing karate, and... It's actually like all the stress from all the years of trying to achieve that dream. I got so much gray hair on the sides, <laughs> which actually plays out well. When I cut it all off, I look young again. And when I let it grow, it's all gray. Yeah, you know, I'm of course, I try to market myself outside. I think I'm a person that has more than just being a fighter. You know, for me, I'm a martial artist. I'm an athlete uh, and I'm a fighter. So I'm not just going there and bang and, and that kind of stuff. I like mm-hmm. to post like uh, instructional videos and uh, a lot of training videos of me just sharpening my skills and see how I can improve in all fields. And uh, I think people like it and I have a pretty decent following. And uh, I got that merch, you know, I sold, I sold a nice uh, quantity of shirts, but just the way I was doing it, I try and focus on training and I don't want it to become a headache. So I had everything automated and it just, it doesn't make a lot of financial sense. But yeah, I think we'll, we'll get the shirts running again and, uh, and keep building the brand. Yeah. I mean, we'll definitely buy your, your merch and your t-shirts, whatever you got, you know, send them over. We're happy to, to help you out now that you're, uh, Thank you very much. you're going to be a stud in the UFC. So we're happy to support, you know. Thank you. I hope you'll, I hope you'll rock some of our merch whenever we come out with it. I mean, why <laughs> would you not? A nice, but big, big potato locker or something right on the, the front of your shirt. Sounds good. It'll be your shorts in the next fight. We'll get a nice lock on your, on your left kneecap. <laughs> That'd be unreal. Um, Natan, we've had like a bunch of guests, or not a bunch, but a few, um, who were bar mitzvahed in Israel. And to be honest, if you're asking me, the parties doesn't sound like they live up to anything spectacular. Can you talk about yours a little bit? My bar mitzvah? Yeah. <laughs> it's been a while. Did you have a theme? You no, know, it was good. A theme? I had, um, you know, just I had like a a big boxing ring with like huge gloves in it. That's cool. Yeah, I was like uh, to bang even on my bar mitzvah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, did you have all your friends like going in the ring for like? Yeah, yeah. No way. And <laughs> and uh, you know, just reading the Torah at the at the big synagogue, like we used to call it. <laughs> and then uh, the party, you know, with all the friends and the family and everything. Yeah, like I said, it's been a while. I don't remember that no, much no. from it. it. It's funny you had the boxing ring. It's like I don't know if you've been there. Any bar about mitzvahs in, in like America, but a lot of the uh, a lot of the kids do like stuff before. They'll have like poker tables up and they'll do poker yeah. like before, yeah. before the party. And you had a boxing ring up and you're having all your friends going there and get bloody noses before the party starts. <laughs> <laughs> you should have fought the rabbi during the the ceremony. Yeah. <laughs> Just kick his ass. <laughs> yeah, you know uh, Adam Hunter. 
is the host of the MMA Roasted podcast. He's I've a heard Jewish heard guy. Yeah. Yeah, I was on his show and he was asking me a question like, am I going to have a rabbi in my corner? How much <laughs> am I going to play up the Jewish stuff? Like, uh, am I going to come out with a menorah? Oh, no way. Have you uh, had a chance to talk to Ariel Hawani at all? He's a friend of ours, friend of the show. Uh, he actually texted me, which was really cool. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I think he's the best MMA uh, media person. Um, I think it's pretty, uh, you know, not controversial. Like, I think he's number one. Yeah, I really like him. I know uh, I've been wanting to send him a shirt for some time. And he finally texted me, so I told him I'll send him one. That's awesome. Yeah, we love him. He's he's an awesome guy. He came on our show yeah. a couple weeks ago. He's great. That's awesome. Yeah, he is great. But we'll be very happy to watch you sit down with him for an interview or something. That'd be that'd be pretty funny. That'd be a good one. Yeah, let him know. We, well, I'll, I'll email him right now. But uh, sounds good. In the middle of a fight. Well, it's, it's not like there's a halftime or you know an intermission in fights where you can like go to the bathroom. If you have a stomachache mid-flight, what what are you gonna do? Like shit your pants? Like how does that work in fighting? So you're not gonna have uh you're not gonna have something mid-fight. Usually what happens is you know from the nerves you go to the bathroom like every five minutes before a fight and you know just pee a, a couple drops <laughs> <laughs> and maybe maybe poop and uh, <laughs> and so what I did really is like at some point I stopped eating and drinking from the morning of the fight. So some people, you know, keep eating and drinking because you want to rehydrate yourself, of course, from the weigh-ins and, and eat and have some carbs in you and feel strong. But I feel like, you know, after the, the day of the weigh-ins, when I drink the whole day and eat the whole day, I think I'm pretty much all right. Uh, the next morning, big breakfast, some pancakes, some carbs, uh, a lot of water. And then at some point, I cut the water, I cut the food, and I'll, always, I'll only drink a few sips if I'm thirsty. I won't, like, chug water just to rehydrate. And uh, that helps because... There were a few times when I was walking up to the cage and I was like, holy shit, I'm going to shit myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I am. That's how I am. But like with hockey, we can just get off and go to the locker room and then the play keeps going on, you know? Yeah. You know, sometimes like uh, you, you just kind of like you said, like your stomach's upset, you know, from from the fight and everything. It's not like um, I'm so scared I'm going to do what I'm going to do, but <laughs> it's just, uh, it just like your stomach's upset. So I clean everything out. And then around noon and then stay empty for the fight. And uh, I always think that a hungry dog fights better than a, a full dog anyway. I agree. Definitely agree. I've, I've had that experience. That's for sure. I've always been curious, like, what do these guys like have to shit? Like, what are they going to do? Like, like, they can't pause the fight for 30 minutes. You, you feel like you got to shit until you walk in there and then you got to fight for your life. So you forget <laughs> about anything else. Yeah, no, I, I get that. That's awesome. Yeah, shit your pants or get knocked out. Like, what yeah. The thing is, I think if you get knocked out in that situation, you might. <laughs> you might more. Yeah, you might let go of everything. A little double whammy action. I love that. Um, Natan, we like to do something on the show called the Matzo Ball Minute Questions. Just going to rattle off some of your here. You look excited and happy. Um, a mixed martial arts fighter that you look up to, or look up to, I should say. George St. Pierre. Great one. A legend. You think he's gonna fight again or what? Nah, he's done. Yeah, Khabib won't fight them, so no one's gonna fight him. Yeah, if he doesn't fight Khabib, it's over, and I don't think he's gonna fight Khabib. Agreed. Agreed. Um, what's the best fight that you've ever seen? Ooh, so many good ones. Uh, if you let me think about it too much, I'm probably gonna figure out another fight that's better. <laughs> but I think the legendary one in my mind right now is 
Shogun Endo one. When was that? Poof. That was a while ago, like maybe 2010, yeah, 2011. Yeah. Crazy fights back Shogun's and forth. Around, Shogun's not around anymore, but yeah, his his fights were insane. Yeah. Natan, would you rather tap somebody out or knock them out? I tapped out a lot of people so far, um, so I want to knock out soon. Yeah? What do you enjoy yeah. more? You enjoy tapping people out more? Both. You know, I haven't had a knockout in the, in in a professional fight, but, you know, I dropped some people before. Yeah. I feel like <laughs> not at the um, bar. <laughs> no, not at the bar. But I feel like yeah. dropping somebody is like submitting somebody is more technical usually. But you know, also like KOing a guy that's really technical on the feet, it's not easy at all. Um again I'd like a KO soon. Love it. Well hopefully we'll see it, baby. I'm whew. if you knock out somebody your first UFC fight, I'll lose it. <laughs> um if so, Natan, if you weren't a fighter, what do you think you'd be doing for a living? Oof, probably Asking for a change on the highway. <laughs> <laughs> you think? Were you athletic as a kid? There's no other sports you uh, you like to play or anything? I'm kind of athletic, but there's no other sports that I love other than fighting. Uh, really what I was doing before fighting is like teaching karate, oh, nice. which that's, that's what really I, I would do. And that's what I intend on doing after fighting, teaching karate and MMA and maybe training some fighters. But before that... You know, I really like helping people, and I think uh, martial arts help people and help them develop self-esteem and confidence, help them get fit and healthy. So that's really what I'm most looking forward to, getting back to doing after fighting. And, uh, of course, training fighters, teaching MMA, passing on the knowledge is cool as well. Did you spend any time in the IDF before you, before you became a professional fighter? No. I was wondering how that worked, because I know – like, for the most part, everyone has to join the IDF at some point. But I guess if you're a professional athlete, you kind of don't have to. I don't know how it really works. Yeah, if you're a professional athlete, uh, for some sports, you don't have to. Some people who do, like, uh, judo, stuff like that, also, they don't need to do the army. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. That's, that's cool, though, for sure. Natan, potato knish or potato laka? What? <laughs> what would you rather is this, eat? Is that some uh, Ashkenazi food? What, you never had a potato knish or potato laka? Laki? I think that's some uh, American Jewish food. Maybe, yeah, probably. <laughs> it's like uh, our bagel, you know, in America, it's like a big Jewish thing. Yeah. Nobody eats bagels in Israel. Like, it's not <laughs> It's not a thing. That's so <laughs> funny. That's like our biggest thing. Yeah. <laughs> that is hilarious. That's amazing. Um, Natan, I'm sure this is an easy one, but I'm interested. Would you rather live in Vegas or Israel? Not an easy one. I don't know. Right now, I live in Vegas, and I like the the lifestyle. When I'm done fighting, probably gonna go back to Israel, but uh, life is life is harder in Israel. So, I mean, speaking of that, I know you have a bunch of family there, and you're, right when you get back there, you're gonna run right to them. But besides seeing family members, what's the first place, first thing you're gonna do when you're back in Israel? Whether you're itching, well, I'm gonna eat all the hummus. <laughs> Typical there's, answer. There's just no good hummus in uh, Vegas. Not so much, like a couple of decent spots, but it's really, you know, it's not the same like going down, like down the stairs from your apartment and having a home spot right down there, eating, going to train, getting to another shawarma spot or whatever, eating there and just the so much uh, choice, so much, uh, so many different like types of hummus and all that food. Here there's, there's a couple of good spots, but that's the only place you can go to. Definitely. Well, Natan, that wraps up Matzah Ball Minute. 
So, Natam, we got one last question for you before we let you go. If you could talk to the 15-year-old version of yourself, what kind of advice would you give to him? Are we going to get, like, a butterfly effect from it, or? Uh, maybe. We can, we can maybe do it that way, if, if you want. Whatever, whichever way you want to answer it. I wouldn't change a thing, because I, uh, I was maybe very naive, and uh, I had different uh, goals in mind. You know, at 15-year-old, I thought I was going to be a, a karate instructor my whole life. And uh, I thought I was going to have to do it and be like uh, kind of broke. And I was like, I don't care about being broke. I just want to do karate all day, every day. And I stuck to it and eventually everything changed. And I ended up uh, doing MMA and I ended up understanding that I do want to make some money in this life. But I wouldn't change a thing right now. I think I had uh, some good mentors along the way, which told me enough good things when I was 15 to get me on the right path. So what would your butterfly effect answer have been? <laughs> butterfly, butterfly effect, don't change anything. Don't say anything. Okay. If I can just add something but still get to where I'm at, what I would tell to start learning jiu-jitsu, boxing, and start training MMA sooner. Mm-hmm. I thought you were going to say, like, learn math or something. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Who the fuck needs math and you can knock a guy out, right? Exactly. <laughs> All right, Tom, we want, we want to thank you so much. Obviously, we want to wish you the best of luck going forward. You know, you've made huge fans out of us, so we'll be following you, getting your merch, whatever it is. You know, we're here to support you, so uh, thank you so much. Thank you guys so much. Really appreciate your time. Thanks, Aton. Appreciate it. Have Later. a good one, guys. Thank you. You too. Good one. Bye. That wraps up another phenomenal interview with our new boy, Natan Levy. Um, I mean, such a great interview. He's such a humble guy. Uh, we're so happy for all the success he's had. And to be honest, I cannot wait to see him absolutely smash somebody else in his next UFC bout. You got to keep me posted on when his next fight is. I'm obviously not the biggest UFC fan, but I'm trying to get into it. I don't know when the fights are, who's fighting when, but I'm going to take your word for this one, Cap. I'm betting on Natan next time he fights, and I'm going to tell him that I'm betting on him too. And I'll, I was going to say, I'll I'll say don't even- I'm I'm 10 shekel. <laughs> don't even take my word on it. Take his word on it. I mean, yeah, dude, no. you saw the guy. The guy's an absolute freak. I mean, he fought in a different weight class. We spoke about it. I mean, the, the three days, three days notice for a fight, that's just absolutely stupid. You see guys not even being able to make weight in like a month's process to to, to have a fight. He made it with ease, um, which is pretty remarkable. And I think he's actually gonna take he's taking our uh, advice on some things. Remember. You know, we spoke about a little branding for himself, a little marketing, seeing if Natan's going to get some merch out. And bang, all of a sudden, we got some merch on the way. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, I DM'd him about the jujitsu t-shirt that I saw Hawani post. I wanted to yeah. get one of those. That's pretty cool. He, oh, said, he said, soon, brother. <laughs> he did, I bet. I mean, we'll walk him into that. We're taking his advice. Yeah, no, I'll definitely cop a jujitsu t-shirt with Natan choke holding somebody. But uh, no, yeah, dude, his muscles were ripping through that t-shirt. In, in the interview oh no dude he's a he's an attractive guy i think he took him off guard when you asked about the american ladies but uh it's all right he's a happily married man if anyone happily we should have known that come on a nice jewish boy come on he's probably already we knew he was locked down from the get-go yeah they know the israelis actually get married pretty early if i if i remember correctly i'm not sure but it definitely sucks for him and it's kind of uh it's kind of just relatable that like a guy of his like stature i mean obviously he's in the process of be, basically being a huge uh superstar um hopefully and it's kind of cool to just see like his process and his journey is just kind of similar to kind of you know ours in a sense which 
you know, leaving his family to pursue a, a dream in a different country um, because I guess the MMA wasn't as as good in Israel as it is obviously in the States. So it's just like similar for us moving to hockey to play better competition and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. Very, very big fans or that's not English. <laughs> yeah. We're huge now huge fans of Natan. We're huge fans of Natan. Not very big fans. I don't think that's proper English, but yeah, we'll be supporting him and very happy we had the chance to talk to him. I think that wraps it up for this episode, unless you got something else to say. No, that's it. Um, talk about our sponsor a little bit. Quick word from Dude Robe, www.dudrobe.com. Use our promo code LOCKUP or 20% off for your Dude Robe. I still don't know if you haven't gotten one yet. You're an idiot because I love mine. They're, they're fucking awesome. So get your Dude Robe. Happy Thanksgiving. It is Thanksgiving Thursday. Yep. Tomorrow when you're listening to this. So enjoy your Thanksgiving. You got any special plans or you're going to be in Kansas City? I will be in Kansas City. I will be missing Thanksgiving with my family, but hopefully I'll get a little Zoom action. But we did do an early Thanksgiving this earlier this weekend, so I got all my fixings in. And I, to be honest, I don't need a second Thanksgiving because yeah. I can't afford the wait. That sounds that sounds nice. I could I can go for some stuffing and, and other than uh, that, yeah, sweet potato um, with marshmallows. <laughs> oh, you like that shit? That's yeah, so good. Oh, I don't like. I'm not a big marshmallow guy. I'm not like a, I'm all savory when it comes to Thanksgiving. I'm all like I'm all savory. I don't need even like sweet potato casserole like. I'm a big sweet potato guy, but I'm just like, give me stuffing. Give me all the, all the good shit. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I love Thanksgiving food. But yeah, big thanks to Natan again. I mean, huge on such short notice for him to come and join the podcast and see the boys. So hopefully we'll get him on soon after his next big win. Hopefully everybody has a great Thanksgiving. Keep tuning in. Love you guys. Later.